Welcome to the Fall to Grace podcast, a show dedicated to those who have stumbled, struggled, failed, and fallen, perhaps more than once. Our message offers encouragement, hope, and connection to turn your personal shame and suffering from a fall to grace. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will enjoy today's episode. Um, Hello, everybody, again. Thank you for joining me for episode two of... um, Fall to Grace podcast. My name is Kevin Kirkland. I don't think I even said that last time. Um, Interestingly enough, there was a period of time uh, shortly after my release, actually upon my release from from jail, that I had a very, very difficult time even saying my name. I didn't want anyone to know who I was. I didn't want to introduce myself. I couldn't utter my name. one of the things that I lost through um, through this experience was my identity. You know, a lot of us have an identity tied into our work, our family, our family name. Um, you know, the the friendships and the community, um, the church we belong to. You know, that fa- that family of believers that you that you uh, go to church with every Sunday or whenever you practice your faith. I lost all of that, but losing my identity was one of the most difficult things because I always liked my name. Um, I liked the name that my parents had given me. I liked being a Kirkland. I liked being one of the Kirkland boys, and as I go along, I'll refer to um, my my father and his brothers. um, They were the Kirkland boys. I was a Kirkland. I was proud of, of that. Um, I enjoyed um, having that family association. So one of the things I lost was that. I, I had a very difficult time even saying my name. So I am very happy that I can now say uh, who I am. I can introduce myself. And um, so it, it feels good to be able to say I'm Kevin Kirkland, and it's, it's really nice to meet all of you. I'm grateful to have this time together. Thank you for, for listening in, or in, including watching. I appreciate it very much. I shared in my last episode that I was arrested. Um, there's more to that story that I would like to add at this point. I was a high school teacher, and I got into an inappropriate relationship with a student. And because of my pride and arrogance and selfishness, addiction, ego, stubbornness, all of that, I lost everything that I'd worked my entire life to build. Not only was I arrested, but I was arrested in front of my children. We were walking into a movie theater, and when the police approached me and handcuffed me to take me away, to a life that from that moment forward was going to be completely different. As I mentioned in the last episode of Fall to Grace, I lost everything that mattered to me. I didn't lose it when I was arrested, however. Um, I, I realized that I lost it the moment that I chose to walk a path that had no other inevitable ending um, but shame and humiliation. I am not saying that I'm glad that I chose that path. There is no pride, there's no accomplishment in having chosen that path. There's no goodness in doing bad. As I had learned from my youth, wickedness never is happiness, never can be. I also discussed briefly in the last episode a little, a little bit about my faith. 
<clears throat> and I think it it shares uh, or it, um, it'll serve a purpose for you, me to explain a little bit about that. Um, and I will discuss it further in coming episodes because it's uh, relevant and applicable to what I have to say in my experience. But I will mention here that I was raised uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, the world most often calls the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints the Mormon Church, or LDS Church. LDS, uh, of course, standing for Latter-day Saints. Um, I'm not here to be an apologist for the Church. That's, I'm not worthy or qualified to do that. I'm not even here to be an apologist for Christianity. I'm not worthy of that either. But as we go along, because it is a foundational um, part of my character and part of my my being, myself, my selfness, um, it, it's important for me that you know that. Um, I am a Christian, however. I'm a believer. I have a testimony of the atonement of my Savior, Jesus Christ, and for now I will leave it at that. Obviously, I was not living either the tenets of my own religion or, or being a good disciple of Christ, as I had declared that I was. I was a hypocrite. I was living a lie. And I had made terrible mistakes, and I paid a terrible price for it. And now, to the point of the episode, have you ever said to yourself or to someone else, this is the worst thing that could happen? We all have things that happen to us that are terrible, um, and I want to make sure that I, I don't defer responsibility for my actions. What happened didn't happen to me. What I chose to do had consequences. Um, there's an interesting take that I would like to make sure that I'm clear about my podcast. This is my own personal story, so it's my own personal perspective. Um, this podcast is about, you know, how um, I have come to become the person that I am now, but I do need to discuss a little bit about, you know, the kind of person that I was before. Obviously, did not choose choose wisely. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, have you ever said to yourself, this is the worst thing that could ever happen? Um, well, obviously, me too. Sometimes, the, however... And I believe this, sometimes the worst thing to happen is the best thing to ever happen to you. And I want to go back to that happen to, to me. Again, I want to make sure that I'm clear. I don't believe that this event happened to me. I, I made the choices that led to the consequences that led me to the, on the path that uh, I had to walk. However, <clears throat> so that I can relate to some of you and maybe some of the experiences you've had, you know, have you ever had anyone break a promise or lose your trust? Have you ever lost a job? Have you ever been overlooked for a promotion that you deserved, that you rightly deserved? Did you ever receive an unwanted assignment? Um, has anyone ever broken your heart? Have you ever had your prayers go unanswered? Um, for those of you that may be aware of the culture of the Mormon Church, Young men and women are called to serve missions. Sometimes those mission calls come to unwanted areas of service, and sometimes that can be disappointing. 
But as I want to mention, sometimes the best thing or the worst thing to happen is the best thing that could ever happen to you. And in my case, the worst thing that that happened or the worst thing that I made happen in a way ended up being the best thing that could happen for me personally because all of the pretense and all of the hypocrisy and all of the facade had to be stripped away. And I wasn't going to do it on my own. I was too proud, too arrogant, uh, too selfish. And I felt slighted or that I deserved better or something more than what I already had, which is ridiculous in retrospect. But, you know, I did feel, um, you know, that it was the worst thing to happen. And yet, um, as I look back now over the last seven years, perhaps that was exactly what I needed. I believed, I believe completely that um, the Lord snatched me from the jaws of death and hell because I was on a path of self-destruction that I was not going to be able to get myself out of. Um, and in my gratitude to my Savior, uh, He destroyed my life on, on my behalf and gave me a chance to live again and to start again and to renew again. Unfortunately, that painful decision of me uh, that I made to go on that path also led to a lot of pain and suffering, not only for me, but for those that I loved most and were near and you know, dear to my heart. I've jokingly said, and I, I do, you do have to have a sense of humor. <laughs> Trust me, a sense of humor will help. But I have jokingly said that I'm like a human hand grenade, that I only hurt those that are closest to me. And I certainly did in my past hurt those that were closest to me, my wife and children and, and family and friends. However, I'm not alone. I know that I'm not the only one that's ever made a bad decision. And I'm assuming, um, I think rightfully, that we've all made mistakes. Um, a leader of the church some years ago said, when you meet someone or when you approach someone, um, treat them as if they are in dire need or in dire trouble, and 98% of the time you'll be right. And I believe that's true. Well, in my experience, I had a very, very close friend. I have a very, very close friend, perhaps my closest friend, who some years ago uh, received a work assignment that broke his heart. He thought in the moment that his career was over, he was being overlooked, and however, the assignment that he was given um, ended up allowing him to be home with his family instead of traveling all the time. It allowed him to serve in the community and in his church in ways that he would not have been able to otherwise. So sometimes the worst thing that can happen is the best thing that can ever happen to you. And in my experience, um, the worst thing that can happen was worse than all the things like losing a job or, or having someone break your heart. But as I mentioned, I believe very strongly that I was snatched from the jaws of death, death and hell and was given a chance to live and to repent, to start again, to shed myself of the pretense and the lies and the deception and to really be born again. You know, um, I don't know, sometimes they on TV they make uh, jail look sort of interesting. <laughs> uh, it's not. Uh, prison is hell. 
but some of my life's most ex- most sacred experiences actually occurred there. Miracles occurred, lives changed, including mine. At one point, um, shortly after being arrested, I asked my family members, especially my children and my, my ex-wife at this point, um, to pray for miracles. Um, I knew I was going to need a miracle, uh, many of them. Some said yes. But, but curiously, my daughter Piper said to me something very poignant and powerful. She said, no, Dad, I am not praying for miracles for you because you deserve this. And she was right. And I knew in that moment that she was right. I did deserve to suffer the consequences of my choices. A movie that just came out, um, the movie Oppenheimer, which is about um, the father of nuclear um, uh, the nuclear bomb, Robert Oppenheimer. Um, the movie is entitled Oppenheimer, if you haven't seen it. Uh, there's a, powerful, a, very, a very powerful line uttered in that movie uh, by the character played by Emily Blunt, uh, and she speaks the line to her husband, uh, Robert Oppenheimer, played by Killian Murphy. In the movie, he had done some things that he was not proud of and tried to escape the consequences or having to face the reality of what had occurred, by running away to solitude. He got on his horse, rode out into the, into the wilderness to be alone and to, you know, curl up in a fetal position and cry and feel sorry for himself. And I, I know how that is and how that feels. Very, very uh, poignantly, I understand that. But anyways, um, Emily Blunt's character finds him and pulls him up by the lapel of his jacket and utters the line, you don't get to commit the sin and then expect us to feel sorry for you when you suffer the consequences. That's a great line because it is true. You will suffer the consequences, as did I, and rightfully so. When you are in that moment of self-realization and when you know that your facade is now completely gone, that is the moment for you to decide which way you face. Which way will you face? Which direction will you go? And how will you get there? I promise you, you're going to need help. You're going to need encouragement. And you're going to need friends and family to be the miracles in your life. This podcast is hopefully going to touch the heart of someone who knows someone, who cares about someone, who's in dire need or in dire straits, or in dire trouble, and can't do it themselves, and will reach out and offer an encouraging word, an expression of love, perhaps a prayer. A hug is very therapeutic. I highly recommend it. But to speak uh, words of power over that person, and to that person, and for that person. And I promise you that those things are coming, those moments are coming, and... Um, They are very powerful and miraculous. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Fall to Grace, and we'll see you next time.